When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. Hey, welcome to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine here, Steve Patterson over there. Hello. Don McLean, our producer, killing it in the control room. Oh, how's everybody? Great. It was a a by and large good weekend. Of course, the shocking moment was as I'm doing errands on Saturday, I'm hearing someone on the radio just like say blah, 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 and and they said this, and the family said in a statement, and I'm just, and then I was like, who who is she talking about? And then at the end, she said, um, Regis Philbin dead at the age of 88, and I was like, whoa, because he, he is, I don't know if you make a Mount Rushmore of broadcasting, Regis has to be mm-hmm. included in that, and I just, I felt such a sadness over that, because, because I I think of Regis, and I think of my childhood. Because that was that was the show that my mom and I we grew up watching together live with uh, Regis and Kathy Lee at the time, and and then when Millionaire went in, you know, I was like a teenager when Millionaire came on, and so it was just so many memories of being like cozied up around the TV with my mom watching that show, watching Millionaire at night. He was just and and then his umpteen hundred and fifty appearances on Letterman. That were just, if I heard Regis was on Letterman, it was like, well, now I definitely have to stay up. I just, so I, I was bummed to hear that. We were just talking about Regis last week about how he didn't get that job on live until he turned 56. Oh my Isn't that crazy? Gosh. It's yeah. it's really nuts. He has a real, I mean, if you go back and read his, the history of his career, it's yeah. very interesting. I mean, he really did work his way up the ranks, uh, starting out as an NBC page yeah. for the most part. Um, it's just really a, a cool story. A really cool story. I had, I got to be on the set of live once mm. because my best friend in college, Kim, who now produces Martha Stewart show, she was an intern on the, you know, live with Regis and Kathy Lee. So she needed people as a an intern producer to they had someone coming on called I think he was called the plant doctor. Okay. So she needed people to bring plants that had ailments onto the show. So oh my gosh. She actually provided some of us who were, you know, fellow students in the broadcasting department at the college I went to. She gave a bunch of us these plants to walk on to the set, you know, when that segment came up. And I never made it on because they ran out of time. But I got to meet, you know, Gelman, and I got to meet Kathy Lee, got to meet Regis, and Regis could not have been, like, sweeter and cuter. He's just, he was just had this 
really positive energy about him. He was just who he was on TV was who he was seemingly oh, off the air. That's He's great. just a delight. Well, and you saw so many people on social media this weekend, too. Um, you know, it wasn't just this. This will sound very callous in how I'm describing this, but it wasn't just another celebrity passing away. Right. You know, sometimes you go on Twitter and you're like, oh, that person died. And it's sort of like moving on. There was such an outpouring of love and love and and the, the feeling of everyone felt close to him mm-hmm. because he was the morning storyteller. I was up last night watching um, one of his appearances on Letterman. And again, that's a real number. He was a guest on that 150 times mm-hmm. and Letterman just loved having him on. And it was in uh, 2014. So he had been off of uh, live for three years at this point. He uh, Letterman kept him on for three segments. So instead of getting six minutes of actual on-air interview time, he had 22 minutes worth. And, uh, it, you know, here, here's the, the, I think, the lasting impression that Regis leaves on the broadcasting industry as a whole, which is, especially in 2020, when we all try to produce things and do we have sound for this? Do we have video that we can roll for that? He knew that all anyone really wanted at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day in his case was, tell me a story. Mm-hmm. That's all. We're people and we just want we want to tell stories and we want to hear other people's stories. And that's it. He never had any fancy graphics for any of his stories. Mm-hmm. It was just Regis telling a story. And it wasn't always whining and dining with celebrity friends. Those were particularly enjoyable. But many people, including his family, they're talking about his skill, the gift that he had, which was taking whatever the events were from last night and weaving this tale about it the next day that just brought so many people joy, whether it was his petty frustrations with things, the the big joke that he landed in front of a celebrity friend at dinner, whatever it was, he just yes. told a story. And it's a good reminder for like for everyone in the broadcasting industry when we're like, do we does it look flashy enough? Does it have enough mm-hmm. music hits? Does it Tell somebody a good story and they'll listen. That's right. what connects people. And he was, there was no one better yeah. than Regis Philbin. Yeah, he wasn't a joke teller. He was a storyteller. Yes. And, and, but, and he would just, he would make you laugh in the story because he was just so masterful at telling a story. I mean, I remember that as a kid thinking, what did Regis do last night? And then he might bring in like a blurry picture. Like, can you see this? This is pre cell phone and all that stuff. <laughs> and it might be a picture of something. It'd be the paper. Oh, um, right. He would wake up every every morning before the show. He'd have Dean Martin uh, playing in the background. I was w- watching a lot of the live producers who were still on live, uh, just giving just beautiful tributes to him. And I remember when I was um, when I was in New York in September, and I was shooting a segment with live, and so we're driving around with um, Gelman's in the car, and we're it's like a five hour shoot. We're going all over New York for these most Instagrammable places, and at one point I'm like. Can I ask him about Regis? Can I ask him? But then you're in the car for five hours with Gelman. At some point, yeah, of course you're going to ask about Regis. And uh, and I said, do you ever keep in touch with him? Because he lived right across the street. And from I remember the station, he's, yeah. From the station. He would walk over to work. Mm-hmm. Oh, my I mean, gosh. How, how, how good can it be? Um, but he said, oh, yeah, I always talk to him. He said, I'm having dinner with him tomorrow night. And so they, I think some people thought there may have been some, you know, any, anytime somebody leaves a show, is there a fallout? Is everybody still okay? Uh, but Gelman had a really... Um, heartfelt tribute to him on Instagram as well. And they were friends 
to his dying day. So, uh, same with Kathy Lee, who, you know, coming up at 930, we'll cover more of, of Regis and his passing and, and some of the tributes. Um, Kathy Lee just saw him two weeks ago in Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, and had dinner with him. So we'll hear a little bit about what she had to say. But, um, yeah, Regis Philbin uh, passed away at the age of 88. Very sad. Man. Now, I will... Divert our attention as we take a breather. We'll get into, like you said, Regis again at uh, at nine thirty. Remember that fireworks display I was going to do for my son oh, last night. Oh yeah, remember yeah, I sent go. the note out to the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had thirty one fireworks, thirty one total fireworks, and we were going through them all. I had, I may, I guess it's a happy accident, but it actually got kind of awkward. One of the little fireworks that I had, and it was just supposed to for about ten seconds. Something malfunctioned in this the smallest firework I had. Guys, I'm not kidding. It lasted over three minutes. The whole thing caught fire, and it <laughs> oh, was no. it was like someone at the at the the, the fireworks place where wherever they make these put all of the fireworks into this one thing, and it made the cracking sound, which is like fun for about ten seconds, and then you want to pause for over three minutes. I had what? to douse it with water. It was really bizarre. It was, but I think the kids liked it. They were like, well, this is the best firework we've seen. It never, oh, no. never ends. But we, we, that was a hitch. But uh, we got through it all, and the kids all loved it. And we had a big finale at the Aww. end. But and happy birthday, Gray. Eight years old, ready to take on the world. You got it. Oh. Only 10 more years left with Don't that Don't say kid. that, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> you know I can cry at the drop of a hat. You're right. It's probably more like nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we come back, we're going to have some things that made us go, huh. I've got a bunch of weird ones, including this. Do you know what the president pays for? If if you're elected president, there are some things you never pay for while you're in office, and apparently a whole bunch of things that you do pay for. I'll rattle off a little bit of the list. I think it will surprise you. That's coming up on Things That Make You Go, Huh? It's the Don and Steve Show on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. Hey. How are you doing? You over there? Uh, yeah, I'm over here. You're and Dawn's it? here, too. Hey. Oh, nice. What's up, Don? Hey, guys. Hey. Happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> oh, man. One day closer to Tuesday. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Things that make you go I would like to tell you something now about what the presidency would look like should you get elected at any point. Okay. You know the president gets okay. free rent at the White House, right? It's not like the first of the month and he's like, Melania, did you pay it? <laughs> it's covered. You get rent sure. paid for. But if this is to be believed, a sitting president pays for basically everything else, which includes, this can't be real, groceries, housekeeping, parties, Vacations and toiletries. Five minutes. Do you believe this? That's great. I don't believe it. Why don't I, you I just read the facts? It? I don't stand by everything that I share on the air. <laughs> I just say it out loud. You, who's your source? Uh, the internet. Uh, it's it's an unsourced uh, factoid that okay. I stumbled upon. Right. The toiletries? No. I mean, I, I guess they're talking them? about things like toilet paper, paper towels, toothpaste. Yeah, why not? <laughs> right? The word tragedy, tragedy, which Donna, you've asked me about quite a bit recently, mm-hmm. 
uh, in regards <laughs> to a play. The word tragedy comes from the Greek word tragedy. Let me do it again. Tragedia. Tragedia, which literally translates to goat song in Greek. Now, nobody's totally sure why this is the case, but their best theory is that it refers to actors dressing as goats and mythical creatures in plays. Well, it's a Greek tragedy. Hmm. Okay. Goat song. Goat. That's great. I was going to slowly... That's a goat. <laughs> Is that a goat? Yeah. What's that goat doing? He's real upset about something. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> really? Oh, man, don't get me started. I could watch these videos for hours. <laughs> just goats going crazy? You like fainting goats? You know, like they just make the strangest noises. My sister's male goats do some real weird sounds. Really? Yeah. I love them so much. This is an interesting music fact. James Brown and MC Hammer, both of them never had a single number one hit. Oh, wow. What? Things that make you go home. You can't touch this? Yeah, yeah, that's weird. That wasn't number one? No. and, and, And what's happening is we hear... One hit wonder, right? And you sort of assume it's a number one hit, wonder. right? Where it could be a top ten hit. Sure, Chumba Wumba, Tub Thumping. <laughs> wonder if that reached number one. I bet it did. I that was a good so. one. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. I like that one. Uh, listen to this. There are seven countries. We have to mention these Olympic stats because the Olympics may never happen again. There are seven countries where people have won more Nobel Prizes than Olympic medals. More Nobel Prizes than Olympic medals. The smart countries are Sweden. Israel. Who? Sweden. Uh, Sweden did not make the list. No, oh, I wow. think they're good in the uh, the Winter Olympics, too. Hmm. Uh, Israel, Myanmar, Guatemala, East Timor, Yemen, Bangladesh, and St. Lucia. Yeah, if wow. you're living on St. Lucia, I'm not I'm really trying to... not running. Yeah, and I'm not trying to become a killer athlete. I'm trying to figure out how I can hang in St. Lucia <laughs> in a hammock. <laughs> Just read my books. Hmm. I got the Alex Trebek book over the weekend, by the way. Oh, good. Pro tip, it's uh, $10 cheaper at Costco. Okay. It's oh. 24 bucks hard hardcover on Amazon, 14 bucks at Costco. All right. Thank you for the tip. And now, oh, and I bought the new Hunger Games book, too. The prequel, whatever. Did you guys even want to know that? It's been shared. It's yours now. Oh. What will we do with this information? Yeah, Hmm. what will you do with it? (laughs) Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. By the way, Alex Trebek swears within the first chapter and he says, first revelation in this book, Alex Trebek swears. <laughs> he says that. He's just dropping some bombs. Wow. Yeah. I know. Surprising. I know, Donna. Which word? Jarring. Is it the F one? He said a variety of them so far. Mm. S, mm. A, D, not the big daddy just yet. <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. Well, the, 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 the bomb. The bomb of all bombs. Oh, okay. Don't By the way, side note, Taylor Swift swears on her album. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She uses the F word. Really? In one of her songs. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Tell me something about Puerto Rico. Or do you pronounce it Puerto Rico? Well, listen to this. The, the United States changed the spelling of Puerto Rico to Porto, P-O-R-T-O, Puerto Rico, when it was annexed in 1898. The name wasn't officially changed back to Puerto Rico, until 1931. Hmm. 33 years as Puerto Rico. Who knew? Which I think Porto, does that, so it's sort of like a form of port of, right? Is that what Puerto means? Um, usually they throw a D-E in there a day of. Puerto is port, right? Is that what it means? Mm-hmm. Puerto. Puerto. Oh yeah, more, it means port. And port, Porto would just sort of be like American slang. Correct. Thank you, Steve. You know, this segment sucked even harder than I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty no. bad. No, yeah. it was, yeah. it, was fun. it was fun. It was fine. It was fine. We got to play goat sound effects. We have yeah. any more of those? Oh, are you oh, kidding me? What? I'd oh. like some more. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. It, it is. Goats are good. <laughs> that's great. It. Here's another. <laughs> 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 I like that guy. <laughs> that guy. Oh gosh. Yeah, oh, he's kind of my favorite. Yeah. When you see their faces too, like sometimes they look mad and they're like arguing with their, their owner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my sister's goats do this all the time. She's like, Jiggy, please. Uh, <laughs> jiggy. Jiggy. Uh, uh, when we come back, let's go back to um some Regis talk. We've got uh, a montage, we've got Letterman talking about Regis, all sorts of stuff. Kathy Lee Gifford, who just saw him and his wife Joy a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we'll get to all of that coming up next on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Donna and Steve show, where we are really sad to hear about the passing of Regis Philbin at the age of 88. You know, he was one of those, uh, one, you could just refer to him as Regis. Oh my gosh. You know, yes. he's a one named, you know, yeah. icon. Who else is named Regis? Exactly. Um, really, really sad news. He died of natural causes. Um, he, you let's listen to a little bit of Regis. We have a little bit of a montage of, uh, of, of him in his years on television. Regis Philbin! Coming up next on the premiere edition of Live with Regis and Kathy Lee. Here are 
are Regis Philbin and Kelly Ripa. One, two, three. I'm out of control. And then the <laughs> third daughter broke her leg. I mean, it never ends in your place. What? <laughs> no. Just what the hell is that? <laughs> daughter Grace just got, got her big break. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to America's Got Talent. Which of these U.S. presidents appeared on the television series Laughing? Richard Nixon, that's my final answer. He's won a million dollars! I have no regrets. I received an opportunity to do something that I always wanted to do. Thank you very much for these great years together. God bless you all, and I hope I see you again real soon. Thanks, everybody. No! He was just, I mean... He, there was a comfort, right? When you yes. hear his voice, there was a comfort. So another thing I watched last night was um, when he appeared on Letterman after 9-11. So he and Letterman had an interesting relationship mm -hmm. uh, because when Letterman was out for heart surgery back in 2000, Regis came in and sort of did a stripped down version of the show. They, I, if I recall right, they didn't have an audience. He didn't sit at the desk because he didn't like want to sit where... Dave sat. It was, but it was this cool. Like I'm going to take care of you while you're out. Regis went on to have heart surgery. I think it was in 2007. Letterman was his first guest on. They just had this, uh, this kinship. But what was interesting was after 9/11, uh, Regis was the um, was a guest that he had on, and it was you just got this sense of like the world turned to Regis Philbin in the morning and David Letterman at night mm -hmm. to see what was going on in New York. It was like, if you want to know, then you got to check in with Regis in the morning. You check in with Dave at night. And I don't know, Donna, you grew up closer to New York City. Mm -hmm. So it, it I don't know if it felt um, as distant, but like as a kid growing up, New York and Hollywood may as well have been the same thing to me. I was 3,000 miles from one. No, and probably... to me, I felt like it was in my backyard. It's home. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. I so, felt like I know, like, I could look out the window and see the skyline and go, oh, they're just right over there. Whereas Aww. I felt like, how do you even get there? How do people get to these places where it they shoot like, all the movies? It was like the Emerald City to me. Yes. In yeah. the yes. It still is. Yeah. Such a magic to New York. That... Right. And oh. so when you would, the, the reason I bring that up is because you would just romanticize it so much. And so when you got to hear from someone who felt so normal, like they, meaning they could just connect with you mm -hmm. and it felt like they were reaching out, Regis would reach out every day to whoever in Iowa, in Pittsburgh, in Kansas and say, like, come with me. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to take you to New York City in this story. I'll tell you what happened here last yeah. night. He just felt like your uncle. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's Uncle Reg. Yeah. yeah. Uncle Reg has a funny He's story here. again. Yeah. yeah. Over Aww. Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, he was great. David Letterman, um, we have a clip of him. He kind of give, gives Regis a backhanded compliment. The two of them have the same style in, in that they're playfully sarcastic yes right so they i feel like they got each other really well so mm -hmm. whenever david letterman would give regis crap regis was knew how to receive it yes so he gives him kind of a backhanded compliment in this clip while explaining why he likes to goof on him the bigger they are as in your case the the easier it is to make fun of because i couldn't i couldn't put a wrinkle in your suit i couldn't regis philbin myself uh, uh, Jay Leno, uh, Pat Sajak, does he have a show? No. <laughs> All of this put together could not carry your toupee. Oh. 
Oh, they're just so cute. It's so sad. You know, the, here's the bummer, is that um, you're starting to see, like, mm-hmm. the the old guard, mm-hmm. right? Um, they were they were talking about, Redis and uh, Letterman both loved Don Rickles, and uh, they were talking about Don Rickles and how he was the last of that era, but we're... We're getting close to the end here with losing Regis Philbin was such a such a blow. And I think that's why so many people feel differently with this, because it, it just felt like you knew him. There was this such a comfort there. He's about to go. Same can be said in a very different format with Alex Trebek and Jeopardy. He is just woven into people's evenings. Yes. And fortunately, he is still here. Um, and, you know, if you want to feel a little bit closer to Alex Trebek, he says, obviously, he can't open up much during Jeopardy. It's a very tight show. And all right. he wants is 30 seconds at the end of his final show, whenever that might be. But you could read his book. But he's going to be uh, gone soon. You would, pr- I, I hate to be dark, but I mean, he's got a really tough outlook. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Barker is 96 years old. Mm-hmm. So you're just seeing like, uh, I don't know. You know me. I'm always, I always feel nostalgic about something right. and sentimental about something. But it feels like these these voices, these staples in television and broadcasting who just, you felt like you knew these people. Right. Um, you're seeing a changing of the guard, well, and that's sad. they were such a sad. part of the fabric of your formative years. It's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. It's yeah. just so sad. This is really sweet. I I, I think we should listen to quite a, a bit of this, because he and Kathy Lee Gifford, of course, were on the air together for a very long time, and she uh, had the nicest things to say. She was on with Hoda, and... Um, They had lunch recently, so she lives most of the time in Tennessee. She came up to New York, and every time she comes back, she says that, you know, she wants to get together with Regis and Joy. So this was about two weeks ago. She said that when he got out of the car, she sensed much more fragility than she'd seen in him the last time that they'd Mm -hmm. seen one another out in Los Angeles in Mm -hmm. the beginning of the year. And uh, so she made a call to them and asked if they could get together and have some lunch. And... um, Here's a little bit. I we'll pick up where she's just talking about meeting with them, and we can listen to the this whole thing from that starting. Point. We just uh, had the best time, and after they left, I just thought to myself, "Lord, is that the last time I'm going to see my friend?" Because oh, he was failing, I could tell. Yeah, but um, I then called, of course. I, I don't know. Something told me the other day when I was in Tennessee, get on a plane and go home. Get on a plane. And I don't, didn't know why, but I've learned to listen to that voice. I got on the plane, came home, and immediately heard the news about Regis. Called Joy immediately mm-hmm. and talked with her. And yesterday, um, drove over to her house with a big <laughs> vat of, you know, fruity tamari. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of uh, every gift wine I had <laughs> to, uh, to give to her and the girls. And they, they were in their living room um, going through pictures. Mm-hmm. And there were thousands of pictures. And we just... Reminisce for a little while. I didn't want to intrude on on their private family mm-hmm. time because I remember what that was like. It's been five years almost since Frank passed, and you love your friends reaching out, but you also desperately need that private time as a family. So, anyway, I was just grateful to have the time with them and and uh, comfort them a little bit, let them know that I believed with all my heart that um, uh, I know where Regis is and I know who he's with because mm-hmm. I had many many conversations with him over the years about about faith and about uh, where we go when this this life is over. And uh, he was very curious, as always, listened. Uh, all, we always respected each other's opinions so highly. Uh, you know, in all the years that we were together, 
There, we never had one crossword. Hmm. Not one. How about that? Oh, no, you and no. I don't think had, did either, but no. we only were 11. No, we were only 11. <laughs> I know, but I got to say, Kat. Yeah, but I mean, our friendship lives on the same way. Well, it does. So oh. then they go on talking about the, you know, their relationship. But I mean, just so sweet to know someone that long and to say you've never had one crossword. Yeah, that's, that's something. Well, and um, I I was hearing from Lori Schulweis as a um, producer, longtime producer on live. And if you watch live a lot, you know, or Schulweis and she she was put this post out on Instagram and she was talking about um, just the relationship that that she formed. So in the in what you're talking about, Donna, never having a crossword, mm-hmm. she said every morning when she would go in and have um, her her morning meeting with Regis, he all, first of all, he always had Dean Martin on in the background, which I just love. It just makes it all the more like romantic. The vision of life in New York seems so interesting. So he's listening to Dean Martin. And uh, she said, but I always better have a story to tell him because he had such a genuine interest in her life. So meaning it wasn't like Regis was, as Dave said, you couldn't put a wrinkle in his suit. I mean, he was on top of the world. He holds the Guinness World Record for having the most hours Mm -hmm. spent in front of a television camera. He was, you know, top of the heap. Um, But he wanted to know about other people and what a beautiful legacy that is. That no matter how high you get, mm. we we remember him telling uh, these stories on TV, but the people around him remember him asking about their lives. Right. Tell me a story about you. And I saw him on Larry King, the, uh, an interview he did on Larry King, not Larry King Live, but the new Larry King that Larry's been doing the past several years. Mm-hmm. And um, even in that conversation, he was Larry would ask a question, then Regis would ask him one back. You know, do you think I made the right decision when I stepped away from millionaire? As, as the topic of who wants to be a millionaire oh, came up. Just like a, which really is a telltale sign that someone, you know, has humility in them. You know, they're proud of their achievements, but they walk humbly mm-hmm. and are mm-hmm. open to other people's critiques and ideas. And how did you see the thing that I just lived out? Did it look the same from your perspective, you know? Sure. So I, I all, all of the all of the the tributes online just seem to be it makes you think Regis was and shouldn't this be the case always but it's really cool when you hear that it is um a a better guy off camera than he was on camera and he was as good as it gets on camera and i want to know what this fruity damati is that kathy mentioned because she mentioned it twice in, in the clip not the one that we just heard but uh in a longer version of that interview she said that when she met with them, she made sure that when they came over for lunch, she had their favorite Fruity Damati. And then hmm. she mentioned the second time they got together in the Fruity Damati. And I'm like, what is this Fruity Damati? I can't find it online. I might be spelling it wrong. But now I want to try it. It sounds fruity. And Damati. Maybe Dimati. that's the last name. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody knows, send us an email. Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. We got to go. If you see something, we want you to say something. I tell you what, I've seen something. What'd you see? I spent four hours, my wife and I spent four hours, Saturday night into Sunday morning, 10 p.m. until 2 a.m., assembling something. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I've got a bone to pick with instruction manuals. A bone to pick. (laughs) Okay. I mean, how have we not figured this out yet? We'll get into it when we return. It's the Don and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Welcome back and thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071 everything entertainment we were talking about a, a dish that Regis and Joy really liked 
Uh, Kathy Lee Gifford was talking about it. It's called Fruity Damati, and that R is an R. Fruity Day, M-A-R-E. It's a seafood pasta dish. Oh! Mm, I'm going to look more into that. Thank you, everybody, for the emails. Appreciate you. Fruity Damati. Fruity De Mare. De Mare. Yes, Fruity oh. De Mare. Oh. Fruity De Mare. Fruity De Mare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Still not getting it. Wow, I'm getting a bunch of weird stuff, though. I thought it was maybe a trifle or something, like a fruit, you oh, know, like uh, a that's dessert. That's what I thought, but it's a seafood pasta dish, huh. which I will be making. Hey, if you see something, say something. <laughs> oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. By the way, it means fruit of the sea. Oh. It's Italian. (laughs) Fruit of the sea. Oh, fruit of the sea. Okay, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Not to be confused with chicken of the sea. Correct. Tuna. <laughs> mm, I used to eat tuna out of a tin like an alley cat. Just put it there. Let me get my protein. That's all I wanted. Yeah, dump it on what a, a salad. Meathead. No, I think a lot of people still do that. Oh, really, Donnie? Yeah. Right? Donnie Love uh, would just eat it right out of a tin. I hope Donnie's well. Yeah, I think he is. I talked to him recently. Yeah. Oh, I, t- he I was... texts me about shows and stuff. Yeah, he's playing a lot of pickleball. Oh, he is. Yes. Oh, that's great. Right. That's great. All right, now listen. Uh, it was Saturday night. Saturday night. So my son's birthday was on Sunday, and we wanted to surprise him. So Saturday night, we had to wait for all the kids to go to bed for us to be able to pull this off. We um, needed to assemble his birthday present, which is really a birthday present kind of for the family, but, you know. Um, and it was, a, it was a basketball hoop that we were going to put outside. Oh, nice. And let me tell you something. My wife warned me. She said, I'm reading the reviews. And the people are saying that putting this together, even if you're handy, <laughs> is just a bit of a nightmare. It's oh, taking people no. three to four hours. We for sure hit the four-hour uh, time frame. It, we did, I don't think we went back inside until 2.11 in the morning. Multiple <gasps> oh points. No! Because, again, we couldn't start it <laughs> no. until the kids went to bed so we could pull the surprise off, right? We really oh, wanted, like, a, yeah, that's hey, sweet. boom. And there were yes. a couple of points when we did like halftime and it was 12.30 and we came in to like prep bottles for Dev for the night and all this. And we were like, should we keep going? But then we were like, well, we have to. We're this far. We've already done two and a half hours. We've already committed this time. We are we have to pull the surprise off. And this is what you got to do for your kids. You know, you want the surprise? It's like, hey, yeah, we were we got it done, which is all fine. It's fine that it took four hours. It could have taken less if the instructions weren't written by an illiterate person. And here's what I mean. They actually don't. Why don't instruction books do this? Why is it 2020 and no one writes an instruction book, A, with words? It's rare that you get words. We just get these half-butt pictures that are just so terrible, and you don't know what's right, what's left, what's up, what's down. How long would it take them? If, if this is a genius idea, it would make you no money, but there would be people who would love you if you did this. If you wrote instructions, you used words, which would be cool, and said things like, now grab this bar. By the way, 
You're going to think this might be the wrong bar. I understand that it looks like the other one, but you're going to need to get it started. And halfway through, as you start to screw it in, you'll hit a little point of tension, and that's totally okay. Use human so that you can offset the panic that we have when it's 1.30, when we're getting tore up by mosquitoes, <laughs> and we just want to get inside and finish this. What a wonder it would be if there were just human language that explained how you assemble it. Hmm. Why? Why isn't there a federal mandate? You have to put words with the directions, and the words need to make sense and answer what the obvious question might be. You know what needs to happen? Somebody should assemble these, and then every little thought that they have that comes up in their head, write it in the book. Oh, I thought this was going to be wrong. This was right. I had trouble distinguishing these two parts. Use words. (laughs) (laughs) We have more things to assemble tonight. So You know, is it interesting you say that? Because when I'm using GPS, I hate that it keeps defaulting to the map. I want the words. I want the Mm. step-by-step. Make a right on whatever. I cannot follow the map. Oh, I want to see the picture. Not me. And I love maps. I really do. I just, when you're driving, my mind cannot focus on looking at that and then the road. I have to just, just tell me where I'm supposed to turn and what exit number it is. Mm. I know. know. Like take exit 14B. Okay, I can do that. I don't have to look at them. I don't have to look down again. I know 14B, and then I look down after that. But no, keeps going back to the map. I know. I know, guys. Listen, um, we have somebody who has a bone to pick with me. All Why? Right. They saw something, and they're really mad about it. What's going on? This is from our buddy Dell. Dell. Oh, oh yeah, I love yes. Dell. Subject. Love subject. Del. Donna Valentine, and he writes. The person that I need to talk to. I will never watch another of your movie recommendations. Oh, no. Vivarium was the darkest mind screw movie I've ever seen since oh, Videodrome. Jeesh, no. Donna. I finished it because I had to. I watched it on Saturday afternoon. Yuck, Donna. Wow. Oh, gosh. Tell. I agree. Give me a call and tell me what it was about. <laughs> no, it's so it. dumb. Don't watch it. I take <laughs> I'm it back. I'm sorry. I forgot. Oh, no. I it's was okay. moving this weekend I and know. I completely forgot. It's okay. The movie <sighs> was really a disappointment. Oh. It started out with this, this really cool concept. I was talking about this on Friday and Thursday. I just, I was getting ready to leave the house and I caught got caught up in this middle of this movie that my roommate was watching. And I thought it was a really interesting concept how these this young couple who was looking for a house gets stuck in this um, development, in this housing development. And they can't get out. And they can't get out. Okay. They keep ending up back at the same spot until they run out of gas. And then things just get crazy from there and they have to hunker down. It just got super weird. I'm glad that I'm glad Del took one for the team. Thank you, Del. He's not the only one. I got tweets over the weekend. Oh my god! One person's like, my husband said we had to watch this. Oh, good. and he fell asleep. <laughs> so I'm sorry, you guys. Oh, I saw something too, what and I'd like to say? say something. Okay, guys, you got to wear your masks. 
just take it. Take, I mean, just it's really disappointing, isn't it? It really is. There was a whole family. Um, my friend Nancy and I went to my cabin over the weekend Nancy. on the way back. <laughs> we stopped at a holiday store in, I think we were in North Branch. And I went in, came out. Then she went in, came out. And she was like, were there people wearing masks in there? I go, looked like everybody was wearing masks. And she said, I saw an entire family without masks. Mm. And then she saw kids open up the donut display without gloves on their hands, just picked donuts out with their bare hands. Not cool, guys. That is all. We know what we're supposed to do. Let's just do it for as long as it takes. Maybe they forgot. I don't think so, Steve. They forgot. We'll be right back. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.